Welcome aboard the Fourth Watch, which is a series of podcasts sponsored by the good people at Fair Mormon, of which I, Ned Skarsbrick, your host, am a volunteer. And as always, the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts may not represent, reflect, or even remotely resemble the views of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that of Fair Mormon. Or they might. So continue to listen and decide for yourself. So why is this episode listed as 12.5 instead of 13? Well, I'm just being flexible. Well, the real reason is that I realized that what I wanted to do for podcast number 13 requires a little prelude explanation, and part of that is the ability to be flexible. Remember the uh, Beatitudes in the Scriptures? Uh, What does Beatitudes mean? Well, it's a Latin word that means happy. So one of my favorite Beatitudes is not found in the Scriptures. It's found in the book of Ned, a uh, non-canonical text that ranks somewhere between cultural practice and annoying personal preference. So next time, or episode 13, will be dedicated to doctrine, folklore, and other views of the gospel. But before we can do that, I need to set up some guidelines, and that is what this podcast is about. Now, the last podcast I did was based on an article in the Salt Lake Tribune newspaper by Robert Kirby, a communist. Communist? (laughs) You will think that was funny. What I meant was columnist. Well, I suppose in some places they're the same thing, though. The, The topic was being too serious or not serious enough about the gospel. And if you haven't listened to it, I recommend you do so, so this whole line of reasoning makes sense. Now back to the Beatitudes. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. Book of Ned, chapter 2, verse 16. Life is hard, and then we die. Oh, that's just great, Brother Ned. Well, it is. So, so let's learn how to deal with the hard so we don't trip over ourselves and wind up in mud puddles and then complain because we got dirty. And we can prepare for the day when the Lord calls us home. As we all know, life is full of unexpected adventures. Just this last week, our high priest group leader, who was in his mid-forties, six foot six something, and a can-do, let's-get-her-done type of guy, had a mild stroke. His whole life got changed in one day. He was the picture of health, and this just happened. Fortunately, he knows how to do the four basic Brother Ned principles, APO, or A-I-P-O, adapt, improvise, persist, and over time, you will overcome. Being so rigid in our thinking blocks possibilities for growth and development. Plan to be flexible when life throws us a curveball. Too serious and everything starts to look like stage four cancer. Not serious enough and nothing gets done that could be considered fruitful or helpful or uplifting or anything else positive. So how do we set our personal flexibility scale so we don't get bent out of shape and yet strong enough 
to withstand the winds and the waves and the storms of life. Ah, that's the purpose of this episode. Make sense now? Good. So uh, let's get down to business here. In the Brother Ned value system, annoying upper echelons is represented by two separate yet equally important activities. Saying off-the-wall comments to attract attention, and then feigning ignorance of said comments to avoid responsibility. These are my stories. Ah, oh, come on now, that was funny. We don't have to be dead serious all the time. We can have fun. Now that we are aboard ship in the pilot house or in the cockpit of an airplane, I can use this parallel because I was in naval aviation. Doesn't have to be a total shipboard examples here. We can be flexible. It's a metaphorical representation of principles. So we're looking at the gauges. Lots of gauges. So which ones are important? They're all important, you dumbbell. Well, well, how do I know to interpret what they're telling me? Now that's a good question. Let's start by scanning them and see if any are in the red zone. No red zone indications? That's a good thing. Several in the red zone? Deal with the most red first. Now here's a list of the personal gauges in my cockpit for my use. Guilt gauge. I have two of them. One for myself and the guilt that I put on others. Next one. Rate of blame indicator. I have four of those, one for myself, one for God, one for others, and another for circumstances, depending on how much blame I want to put on other things or other people. Next, it's called the Spiritual Compass Directional Gyro, or the SCDG. There's one needle, and it's centered right in the green. Far left is slacker. Far right, way overextended. Both extremes in red. The next, fuel gauge. And I have four of those. One for physical, one for emotional, one for mental, and one for spiritual fuel. Next gauges. Attitude indicator. And I also have four for those. Physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Sometimes our attitudes can change on all kinds of subjects. We need to be aware of where we are. The next is what I call the emergency caution panel, which consists of five lights, which can be either blinking, which means a watch, or steady, which means it's serious and you really need to pay attention. And they represent the following conditions. One, danger, fear, or a feeling of being threatened. Two, inattention. What was I thinking? Oh, I wasn't thinking. So if the light's blinking, you better look up, see what's going on. And if the light is steady, you really need to start paying attention to what's going on. And that helps me. The next one is three, radio or communication, spiritual communication. What should we do if we got our spiritual radio turned down too low? Yeah, we need to turn it up. If the volume's down too low or we got the frequency set wrong, 
we need to start paying attention to what's going on. The next light on the panel, four, is stress. Are we being too stressed? Are we feeling too stressed? What's going on? Pay attention to what's going on around you. And the fifth button is number five, which stands for speed. Am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? Paying attention to these lights, whether they're blinking or they're steady, or none of them are on, gives me a code to help me live my life. Now, everybody doesn't have the exact same gauges, and I know that. We are all different, but we all need a code to live by. A way to see if we are traveling the road home. Now, this analogy may be useless to some and a great help to others. But if we don't have a system whereby we can evaluate what's going on in our lives, we feel out of control because we have no no anchor to steady our ship. There we go. Back to the nautical mode again. Now, those who can't change their speed or make a course correction can get severely injured by life. Personal experience. Constant small adjustments. Being flexible can make life considerably better. Now, what if we get blindsided by a rogue wave? Flexibility or the ability to become flexible could make us or break us. It's my view that our desire to follow the Lord requires this flexibility in order to withstand the storms of life. What do we do when we encounter a different understanding of a doctrine? When what we thought was a doctrine turned out to be folklore, how do we deal with it? When brother or sister so-and-so left the church because of whatever, there is a real good chance that we will encounter some of these events in our lives if we haven't already. The ability to flex or stretch our understanding could be a lifesaver. Perhaps the Savior has provided this lifesaver for us in His gospel. With our focus on His abilities, His knowledge, and love for us, we are assured of eternal safety. Officer of the Watch Post the Navy Hymn Sung by Sandra Schmidt Bonnie Scarsbrick Stephen Hatch and David Reese Eternal Father Strong to Save